Hey there, Black Mom Diaries. Do you have that one friend that has the inside scoop on all the fun kid activities, both inside and outside of the house? I wasn't blessed with that skill. And if you're like me, no worries. Our guest today is here to share all about that subject. And surprisingly, it's a lot easier to tap into than you'd think. Up next on the Black Mom Diaries. Hey guys, this is Patricia. Hello, everyone. I am LaTanya. And we are the Bump Black Mom's Diaries. <laughs> you know what? I figured I was just going to let you say it because we got some work to do on, on syncing our voices up. <laughs> I know we do. We like our eye contact is like two seconds off. You know, I don't know yeah. where what it is but I had the I don't know do you do you listen to the breakfast club I have before I haven't in a while and, and um, I just had that how DJ Envy says good morning everybody welcome to the breakfast club I am DJ you know how he says it uh-huh you ever yeah that's what I was thinking about today oh. when mm. um I was gonna just jump in there real quick but you know we don't want to take nobody else stuff that don't <laughs> that don't sit well with us you know you know we like to be ourselves so how was your uh how was your day it was good it was a busy day um we are doing some upgrades to our kids area and um it is a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, but it's a lot of work. So I'm just what, what kid them. area? What kid uh, area? There their rooms? rooms. Their rooms. Yeah. It's it's messy and it's it's just a lot. So it's almost like moving, but you're not moving. Yeah. Mm, mm. Yes, but you I know, know what, what you're the saying. end result is fun. And um I I will say that some things were broken. <laughs> And I had to fix them. So that was... You mean toys or like furniture? Furniture. Oh my yeah. gosh. What were you guys doing to break furniture? Well, my son has um, dinosaur toys. And I guess the dinosaur... It was like the, the battle of the dinosaur toy against the furniture and the dinosaur toy won. And I was like, are you kidding me? I couldn't believe it. But you know what? I fixed it. It, it looks great, so. We're gonna move on. <laughs> yeah, no, I so so my kids have all of these little um these little beanie boo things. You know, mm -hmm. we've talked about them before. Our I think our sons have some of the same ones. And um my daughter was the one who started this trend, right? She mm -hmm. started this trend, what collecting beanie boos for her for her YouTube channel. Well, my sons follow behind her, but they like FNAF plushies I know some people know what that is but I did not but they mm -hmm. beat them up and throw them up against the wall <laughs> and the first thing they do is they bring them to me to fix it oh uh, mommy can you sew this <laughs> mommy can you can you make a dress for this one uh, now this is my daughter mommy and then now you know I'm not the the craftiest person I'm not the person that will use their fingers to do even though I can but I don't choose that superpower in this lifetime. Right, right. So there are some, you know, there are some people that can just, uh, you know, I can make pillows, I've made blankets, but that ain't something that 
that I that that's just fills my soul. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. they bring it to me, and I had to go buy a doll needle. Who a doll needle? What? I have never heard of that before. Well, I didn't either because I tried it with a regular needle <laughs> and that needle broke. Wow. So I'm thinking, okay. let me go buy a doll needle. I, I don't know. And then YouTube has been my friend, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> anything like that dinosaur or whoever would have broke, he would have just broke. If, if Gorilla Glue or duct tape couldn't fix it, you know, we would have made him a nice little, like I said, a duct tape scarf or something. Because we, you know, that is just not not my way. Oh yeah, and I gotta say, I am I've one of the one of the many um, pos- positives of having grandma in the house is that they don't ask me to sew anything because I'm like I'm not I don't want to sew anything. So they take it to grandma. They're like, grandma, can you sew this? Tristan has taken her grandma several things and like, can you sew this? And I'm just like, yes, because I don't want to do it. Don't ask me. Yeah, my mother-in-law is really good. I was a believer. I mean, I knew my husband would always tell me that she could do anything. And I didn't believe it until she took some, I think my baby had, something happened when my son was a baby girl she took a shirt and made some pants out of it i was like shut the front door and lock it look what you did and she just i don't know i don't i don't see that kind of stuff but (laughs) i may hear that somebody can like give us a little help do we have somebody today that can help us we do have somebody here and you know she is really great with um creating activities for kids, um, which I also struggle with. Um, She, this person, you know, she would send me text messages of, hey, we did this activity and have you heard of this? And I'm just like, where do you find this stuff? Like, I'm just blown away. But let me, let me introduce you guys to our, our guest for today. As a wife, mom, and educator, Ms. Tanya Williams is passionate about lifting others up as she climbs. She's passionate about education and spending time with her family and friends. She has more favorite children's books than she has favorite adult books. And she is inspired by local heroes, such as her grandma, her mom, and other mentors, as well as well-known heroes, such as former first lady, Michelle Obama, Priscilla Shire, and others. And at the end of it all, Tanya's desire for her legacy is that others remember her for her faith, love, support, and perseverance. So without further ado, I just want to welcome Ms. Tanya Williams to the show. And I want to say, I just want to get this out there right now. I am going to do my best not to call, but to call you guys the wrong name, because this is real confusing for me today. <laughs> but yeah, welcome no. to the show. Hey! Hello, hello. Thank you for letting me be here, inviting me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for accepting you. Thank you for accepting it. For sure. Yeah. Wait, my my first question is, do you know how to sew, Tanya? Okay, so when Patricia said I'm crafty, not crafty, like sewing blankets and pillowcases and all of that. I just find, I love to find children's activities online and replicate it or customize it some kind of way but I'm not crafty in the sewing area and I do have a sewing machine (laughs) I I mean I have one too but it's just like you know I just wanted to look at it at first and then I took a class 
because I just thought it was a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And I've used it a couple of times, but even crafts, I know we're going to get into this, but I, I get, because I homeschool, people expect me to be able to make a butterfly out of a leaf. But I'm sitting up here thinking to myself, like, can we go somewhere and somebody show you how to do this? You know, I, I like to go places to let my kids learn stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, so, so you're good with those. I love you. You're still valuable to this community. Thank you. For oh, absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? Let me ask you guys a question because I don't have a sewing machine and I haven't used a sewing machine since uh, middle school, I think, in home economics. But sewing machines now, don't they basically do all the work for you? You just have to like put in a punch in the pattern code and it's off and ready. That yeah. sounds like an embroidery one, right? Oh, I don't so know. I, I have one, a sewing machine where there are like 10 to 15 different patterns and you just choose the pattern code. And so oh. you're right. You just kind of have to know how to put the thread in because it's not simple. Um, so you have to know those steps, know your patterns um, and just kind of go from there. But it's hard. I tried making a skirt, even though I have an easy sewing machine, trying to sew the skirt together was not easy. Huh. Mm, yeah, because you have to get, I think it's called the presser feet. Mm -hmm, That's something exactly. I know we're I know this one we're not talking about the anatomy of a sewing machine, but um <laughs> the, the that and then taking the thread through the top. So I took a mm -hmm. class and you know it gets a little dangerous sometimes when you're trying to get that needle lined up on that and push it up, you know, it's all kinds of things. But mine doesn't have patterns. Only patterns it says is like a zigzag, a zipper pattern. That's mm -hmm. it. Everything else, gotcha. I mean, I guess I didn't pay four hundred dollars for mine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just Actually, thought that was standard, but yeah, nope. my mom brought me my sewing machine because she really wanted me to learn how to sew. And actually, I really wanted to as well, but I've had no time to. Right. Like, I've taken the class, and my desire is to continue, but I have not had any time to continue to pick it up. So. Yeah. 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 My daughter's interested, and I think I'm just gonna let her. She wants me to go with her. So maybe that'll be a mother-daughter type mm -hmm. of thing. I know a little bit. I have made a shirt before. So <laughs> that'll be cool. I think it's, it's worth knowing, right? It's yeah. worth knowing. And the good yep. thing, I think at Joann's and maybe Hobby Lobby, but Joann's for sure, they have those mommy and me classes, you know? Ooh. So you can uh, take them together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Probably, well, there she uh, goes. Let's go together, Patricia. Okay. Hey, you know what? We all live in the same area. So, and we all have kids around the same age. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So boom, boom. There you go. <laughs> Her kids are like replicas of mine <laughs> and she has a five and a seven-year-old um, just like mine. So yeah. Yeah. So anyway, well, you know, you mentioned your mom buying you the sewing machine um, because she wanted you to learn how to sew. So that kind of sort of, um, puts us back on track here. Tell us about your relationship with your mama. So um, I would say my relationship with my mom has been one that's been progressive. Um, we're definitely at a good space now. Um, my mom had me when she was a teenager, just finished in high school. And so um, I've always, my mama's always been in my life. Um, I was raised by my grandparents and my mom because they did not want her to be a single parent. 
Um, so I was raised my grandparents, my mom, and then eventually my brother, because he's like a year and a half younger than me. And so my mom has always been there, but we've had a kind of touch and go relationship, kind of. Um, but as I've gotten older, we've become really close, uh, particularly with me having children myself. Um, so I talk to her like every other day. She's mm -hmm. always asking questions. She goes down the line, what do you eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? She wants to know how the kids are doing, how trauma's going, you know, all of that. So I would say now we have a good relationship. Yeah, that's good. And I think like a lot of times that just kind of sort of happens and um, you, you go through the ringer with your mom sometimes. And then as you become a mom yourself, uh, the relationship shifts and there's space to have um, good conversations and, and really get to know each other better as people, not as mother and daughter, but yeah, that, that's, that's definitely part of my story too. So, well, um, so did she teach you your mom or is that something that was, uh, that you picked up along the way as a mom? You said, did she teach me to be crafty? No, um, your mom philosophy. Like what is your mom oh. philosophy and where did you get it? Did you get it from your mom or did you kind of sort of uh, pull one together as, as you were learning to mother your kids? I understand, sorry, I misheard you. So I was thinking about this and um, out of the many things, I think that being a hard worker is the one that really stands out to me. Um, and there are a couple of moments that I can think about to pull from. One is that I believe it was either my, uh, the summer of second grade going into third or summer of third grade going into fourth. One of those two, my mom was just adamant about us, my brother and I um, doing better in school. So I know for me, I was coming out with all C's. I was struggling. Matter of fact, it was third grade. I was really struggling. <laughs> and so, um, that summer, my mom was playing any games. We could not go outside until all of our work was done. She, we had like 10 workbooks on the table. And when I was growing up, everything was about writing it 10 times each. Like I didn't learn the, the reasoning behind math or uh, reading, none of that. The things that I know today as an educator, that didn't exist. So I learned my timetables because I wrote them 10 times each. I wrote four times one, 10 times each, four times two, 10 times each, like that. Um, she had a list of spelling words, wrote them 10 times each, and then she would give me a quiz at the end of the week. Reading passages, I mean, we would read them multiple times. So it was one of those things where she was committed to us being prepared for the next grade level. And so when I went to fourth grade, I ended up making all A's, maybe a few B's, but it was a drastic difference because she put her foot down and she was like, you guys are gonna, you know, you're gonna straighten up <laughs> and you're gonna be ready for the next grade level. Uh -huh. um, so definitely that hard work that she had to put in as a mom. Um, and the other thing that I could think of is when my mom was going to college, um, she went to LSU and she was going to school part-time, she had two children. And we would have to catch the bus for my mom. She didn't always have a car. And I tell my kids this story in hope, in hope that they appreciate the privilege of having a car. Um, and so we would catch the bus and wait. And then when we would get on campus, 
some professors would let us in the classroom and we would have to sit there and be quiet and we couldn't muzzle a word or we would be in trouble. <laughs> and other professors would not let kids in. So we would have to sit outside and not speak to strangers and just sit there and just wait <laughs> until she was done. Um, and so wow. she did finish. So definitely that spirit of perseverance and hard work is something that I've gotten from my mom. Um, and then honoring my grandmother who passed away, who is just as influential, um, just the spirit of love. She loved mm -hmm. everybody. Um, and when she passed away, there were grown men crying at her funeral because okay. she took in everybody. Like you could be somebody who was a, a beacon at the church. You could be somebody who was um, struggling with drugs on the street. She took in everybody. So mm -hmm. that's special. Between, that's special. Yes, it is. And I mean, when she had her funeral, I was just like, oh my God, I'm grown husky men crying because she- Like the boo-hoo ugly cries. Yes, the boo-hoo ugly cries. <laughs> so anyway, between those two, they, you know, I think the hard work and the love has um, played an impact on who I am today. Wow. Well, you know what? That's, that's awesome that you got to see that. Um, mm -hmm. Because I felt like us growing up, and I'm 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 thinking you're probably in the same age range. One because your name is one because your name is Tanya, and only that's like an '80s '90s. You like you don't see little girls named Tanya these days. I mean, if you do, they I I know one, but they were from another country. But growing up, we saw so much. We felt I don't think we felt the whole of the struggle, but the the back end of the struggle to make it, you know, like you mentioned about the bus. I tell my kids all the time, I'm, I take you to your practices. I sit out here with you and then you come back. No, I had to go by myself. I had to take the city bus, three city bus, you know, and, and it's funny because now I sound like, you remember back in the day when they say, we didn't have no shoes. We had to put a nail on the bottom of our heel, you know? <laughs> I guess that's how we sound to our kids now, but it's so much value. And, and I don't know if they'll get it now. You know, I know my seven year old, he says, oh, mom, you know, when I start to talk about it, but that it, there is so much value in building character and seeing those people um, go through that. So I like how you say that perseverance, you don't, you not only did it, but you really kind of, you saw it, you know, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It is it's very important. Um, as you were talking, I so I used to be a high school teacher, and um, let's see, maybe about five years ago, um, you know, all of my students, I'm like, "Where's your grit? Where's your grind? Where's your you know ability to push through?" And I realized that you know some things are taught and some things are caught, and they didn't catch that. So I literally was a teacher and a mom and I had to push them like, you will do your work. You will mm -hmm. pass your classes. You will, you know, just trying to motivate them to, um, to show up and be present. And so it's just so important. Yeah, I think that's just kind of sort of the generation. And I, you said about five years ago. So I was uh, like three years ago, I, I transitioned into a, a different um career, job, whatever. Um, and for seven years, three years ago, I was um, at a, an HBCU, Historically Black College University. And I was, I felt the same way. I was like, what? <laughs> Come on, guys. 
it's like herding cats. And I was a cheerleading coach. And I, you know, when I was a cheerleader in high school, I never cheered in college. When I was a cheerleader in high school, we worked so hard to do so many things. And I, I pushed as a coach and I felt so much pushback to the point where I was just like, okay, this is, if this is what you can handle, then I'll just stop right here because it just got to the point where it was like, I mean, you're, you're going to, you're going to work as hard as you want to work. And there's only so much pushing I can do. And at the end of the day, you got to want it for yourself. And if you don't want it, if you just want to look pretty, you can look pretty without being in a uniform, you know, but I, yeah, that, I think that's like a generational thing. And, um, you know, to, to keep pushing, I think is as, as the adult teacher educator is, yeah. um, takes a great amount of strength. So I feel like this conversation can go so, so another way. I know we yeah. had a, we have a plan we but do have a plan. I know, I, I know. And, I will and, keep and us on really track. you good at keeping us on track. <laughs> but I, I just, you know, this is just in my spirit right now. It's sizzling in my spirit. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, we try so hard for our kids not to experience what we experience that I feel like sometimes we take away that grind. Mm. You know, yeah. and, but it's hard because we, we've experienced this. We don't want you to feel like we felt. You know, yes. I don't want you to have to sit on the bus stop and sweating, you know, mm-hmm. or it's raining and you're drenched when you get home or, you know, or just I or to school. If you have to take the bus to school, or if you, you have to take the bus to, to the school. bus stop, yes. yeah, I you completely know? agree with you. Um, you know, my our kids, uh, my husband, and our kids live completely different than how we grew up and they don't realize that, you know. Um, and so for us, like, for example, we have a college fund for them and they don't know that, like, <laughs> because I never want them to think that they don't have to have a little bit of hustle, a little bit of grind. Um, so they don't really know, you know, <laughs> um, and so we teach them hard work. Like I even, my husband and I, we were talking like, okay, when they get their first car, we're not going to buy it. Like they're going to earn some of it and we'll match, but we're not going to pay for that whole thing. Because there's a level of privilege, even though sometimes we feel like we're struggling, this is still <laughs> more than what we had growing up. And so we just want our kids to be able to appreciate it. For sure. I think there's there's so much to that. I know, um, and, and we are around, I think uh, we're a little bit older than Tanya, but I, we're around the same generation, I think. And uh, yeah, just, I know that, for me, even when things were bought for me, there was a level of respect for those things that were purchased for me. Um, but definitely, I know when I bought my car, I think I'm sure I would have treated it so much differently than if someone had bought it for me because I was just like, oh, uh, my dad rode in the car with me um, when I got it. And he um, got like, uh, he was a smoker and he smoked in my car and he got like a bird in my car. And I was like, okay it's okay it's okay you know but so so things like that and then just being very very gentle with my car because I was like I paid for this I'm paying for this whereas you know 
if my mom and dad paid for it, I could be like, oh, well, they'll just give me another one because they bought me this one. No big deal. So, yeah. Yep, yep. That's good. That's really good, though. <laughs> we, 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 we need, but we, I'm going to get you back on track. Let's now. move on. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Let's so go. You, yeah. So you're here to talk to us. I can talk about, about this. This I know. And then, yeah. And maybe we'll have you on for another episode so we can talk specifically about this. But um, so you, you are just, I have always been so impressed with just the activities that you, you um, find and you share with me that you do with your kids. So tell me about, um, you know, how did you, how did you get started with that? Like, is that something you got from being a teacher or is that just a personal mm-hmm thing that you you picked up or it's always been a part of you Mm -hmm. I think it's been progressive when I had um my first child my son Cedric um I stayed at home a year with him and I just fell in love with everything early literacy um and I had not had a teaching background I was not a like formal certified teacher before I had done some tutoring but mostly with like older kids like at a college or high school level and so um, I took him to all of the, um, what do you call those things at the library? The story times. I would take him to the children's museum. I would read to him all mm-hmm. the time. Just, I think it just began as a little seed there. And then last year, I know I'm fast forwarding <laughs> over a whole bunch of years. Um, and I kind of did the same thing with my daughter too, but mm-hmm. I didn't stay at home as long with her. We weren't able to as long at that time. Uh, but last year when COVID hit, um, I, my husband had lost his job and I really wanted to put my kids in summer camps. I really wanted them to have the experience of going to a STEM camp or, you know, just to have fun. And unfortunately we just couldn't afford it. And so, you know, I said, you know what, if we can't afford it, mommy will create it. (laughs) So (laughs) Um, I took the whole kitchen and transformed it into a classroom. Um, We called it the Williams Family Academy. And it was a little different. So growing up for me, what my mom knew was worksheets, right? So it was kind of like the sit and get right 10 times. But I tried to transform it (laughs) to this time to be more fun and interactive. So um, I went to the Teeks, uh, the state of Texas Teeks website. It stands for Texas Essential um, Knowledge Standards. So those are the the standards that teachers use when they are creating lessons, right? So that's what every student should know and it's broken down by grade level. Anyway, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some people call them texts, some call them teeks. So I don't know, whichever one Mm -hmm. floats your boat. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, I went there, I said, what do my kids need to know for the next grade level? All right. And then from there, I committed myself to going on Pinterest and just Googling activities that were inexpensive, um, that they would enjoy, that would have some movement um, involved in them. So we went to the downtown library a lot. Well, that with COVID, they kind of shut down a little bit, but I just created a lot of things that I saw online. And then from there, I just started to get different ideas. It just kind of sparked my own um, creativity a little bit. Um, and so that's kind of how it, how it went. And we spent the whole summer. So I know that it paid off because at the end of first grade, uh, my son was accepted into the Gifted and Talented program. And he did a video of a research project on Andacondas. 
and he wrote a paper. He had the whole speaking part down. You know, he did a 3D habitat. And then my daughter, she won an award called the Ravenish Reader Award. And so um, she was, I think, the top reader within the top three readers in her classroom. So I know that it paid off, you know, and I'm just praying that it will continue to pay off uh, for them. So, yeah. Okay. I I'm I'm just sitting back just like in awe even more and like how do you have the time because I know you were a teacher before you're not a teacher anymore you are currently an assistant principal you you are super busy I know I've been at your house before and he, you've been your phone has been blown up by people at your school on a Sunday and I'm just like, you know, how, how do you balance that as, as busy as you are, how do you balance that and, and find the time to create these um, activities for your family and your kids? Mm -hmm. I hear what you're saying. I have some, some moments that are better than others. You know, there are days when I do get overwhelmed and like, oh my gosh, this is too much, you know? But I think when I'm at my best with it and balancing is when I am, um, truly have my Sundays off, like time to just breathe, time to reflect, time to think about the week. Um, because being an assistant principal, uh, it's fairly new and I'm married and have two small kids, I'm always on the go. And so I'm learning how to better pace myself so that I can think. Well, I don't have time to think and reflect. I'm just living in the moment. But when I can think and reflect, I can plan better. I can see ahead better. You know, I can be prepared and um, it's nothing like being prepared. My kids have been going to work with me and um, there's been days where I forgot their lunch, their snacks, everything, <laughs> just from not really just having time to just sit down and think. And then next thing you know, I'm at McDonald's or someplace, you know, buying them food. And I'm like, had I just taken the time to just sit down and think, what do I need for the next day? You know, um, so just having some time just to think and reflect and let me not, let me not forget uh, prayer. Um, just trust in God that if, you know, I, I give him my time in the mornings, if I just continue to have my mind stayed on him, that he will govern my day. Because um, I'm a very task-oriented person, and I like to get my to-dos done first before I spend time with God. <laughs> and that don't, that doesn't work out too well most times. So, yeah, mm. I'm just trying to, you know, every day get better at it. So do you think, so not do you think, so do you know, and I, hopefully I'm not echoing, I know I'm somewhere different now, but um, do you think that crafting is a passion of yours, like having to do something with your hands, like it, 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 that's something that brings you like a solitude or like it's, do you do it? Do you do the activities with your kids? Mm -hmm. I'll do them with my kids. Um, just so when they see me doing it with them, there's a different, a higher level of enjoyment for them. <laughs> um, I think it's because I know that I have two hands-on learners. And it's just kind of what it is. I feel like when I was growing up, um, I was more visual. I learned a lot of things by memory. And that's good and bad. Um, 
And so I want my kids to learn by understanding the process versus just by memory. Like I was saying earlier, I didn't learn how to sound words out. Like you heard it, you repeated it, and you wrote it 10 times. <laughs> um, so that whole phonemic awareness stuff, which was, didn't really happen for me. And so um, that's just an example of how, you know, I'm trying to get them to understand the process and they connect so much better um, when they're doing something hands-on. I think most people do, but my kids definitely do. And you know, that was my next question. Well, that's what I was gonna say before you mentioned it because I have three and my daughter is a hands, well, my son, my oldest son, I have three. So my oldest son, the nine-year-old, he's a hands-on learner, mm -hmm. but not my seven-year-old. Like I've never met a kid who, like when I say I used to do um, Bible classes, I used to like, teach Sunday school. I've taught um, kindergarten at one time. I've never met a kid that didn't like to color until I had one. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why don't you like to color? Huh? But he enjoys talking and not coloring, you know, he enjoys that. And then, but my daughter, she can do both. So mm -hmm. I have one that's just a hands-on learner. And then I have another one that she can make anything with her hands and her vision. But, and then you have me who, who I don't, I don't really care for it. <laughs> I could do it, but mm, you know, mm -hmm. and then, then I have one that's like, nah, I'm good mama. Can we just talk about this? I don't want to color. I don't want to do nothing. No dinosaurs, no nothing. You know? So I was asking if that was your passion because I love how our kids, how we have the kids that kind of spill out who we are. And then, you know, that's what I was getting to when you answered it, it that perfectly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, you know, I guess I, I probably am more of a hands-on person now that I kind of know about the different learning styles, but because growing up, that wasn't really an option. I didn't even know, you know, we really didn't put together stuff crafty, maybe in pre-K, but other than that, you write it 10 times. Like that was the only option. So, uh, but now education has changed so much, you know? Um, and so, yeah, that's why. Yeah. That write it 10 times, it's that for me. I'm like, oh my goodness. And I feel like I probably had to do a lot of that because my aunt that raised us, my great aunt that raised us was an educator. And of course her sisters, my other aunts, also educators, super old school. And they were like, you better get it. And it's not, you either get it or you don't, it's you get it. Or you get it, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Yes. And I think that, you know, it's what I'm hearing you say over and over is that it's really important to know your kids, because if you know what they enjoy, it's a lot easier to find activities. Um, and of course, everything is always much more fun with mama. But, you know, for them to really find value in the activities, it's important to know um, what they enjoy and also know their learning style. So you're not just um, putting an activity in front of them. That's fun, which those are those are great, but it's fun and it's also educational at the same time. And they're going to walk away having a better grasp on on certain skills because they did the activity and they enjoyed it. And they don't even always realize that they're learning because they're having so much fun. Exactly. So, yeah. And and 
you know, I, I am listening to you and I'm like, that sounds kind of doable, but I'm still a little bit overwhelmed by the idea of having, all, you know, like creating a whole summer program if, if um, I'm not willing to spend, because those summer programs are super, they can be pricey, like $600 for a week. Mm-hmm. And then you have, and you have to provide lunch for your kids. And then you have to find another one. And there's what, like 12 weeks in the summer. So what advice would you, and I heard you say, you know, slow down and, you know, um, take time to plan. Is there anything else that you would give other moms that are, you know, could feel super overwhelmed by the idea of creating these activities? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Um, you know, so I will say this before I answer that. Um, my husband was at home with them that first semester um, of this previous year. And I just thought everybody just had that teacher spirit. Everybody just kind of, you know, I don't know, just enjoyed teaching their kids. And he was just like, no, that is not the case. And I'm like, just do this, it's so simple. He's like, no, that's just not me. And so then I really embraced the fact that, you know, it's different um, for everybody. Um, for me, I'm just all about it. But I think, you know, link up with other moms. There's always, you know, there's a beauty and strength in having collective minds. And if you don't know it, tap into um, something your friends may be doing, right? Because I try to create a community where we're just sending stuff to each other. Hey, girl, try this. Hey, girl, try that, you know? And then Google um, was my best friend, and so was Pinterest. Because like I said, I just, my natural self is really not so crafty. But once I really started trying different things, I said, huh, I can actually do this, right? I can do this. And I didn't have like the curriculums. Like when you're a teacher, they give you the the teacher's guide. They give you all the manipulatives. They give you everything. So I had something, but mind you, I've been a teacher of older kids, not really younger kids. So I didn't have a lot. So I found stuff that you could go to the Dollar Tree (laughs) and make it happen for your kids, you know, so you don't feel overwhelmed by finances. And so um, just know that the seeds will grow. Like sometimes I look at my kids and I'll be like, Lord, um, are they listening? Are they getting it? You know, (laughs) Um, but that time is planting seeds inside of them, every activity, Every time you teach them, they are listening and it will grow and you may be able to see the fruit of it in a couple months. It may be a couple years, but just know that you're depositing on the inside of them. Yep. That's yeah. a, you're, 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 you're spot on. I know when my kids were little and um, starting to homeschool them, I, I could do the other stuff, but like I said, the craft stuff, people would say won't you just go buy a little bag of pipe cleaners or like the little uh the little balls that you put on like they're like little fuzzy balls and they come in like all these thank you see I call them fuzzy balls you know this is not my you know so I knew what you were talking about though (laughs) thank you I would open them up and throw them on the floor and use a, a blow dryer and blow them so that my kids could run around on the floor and and get them I, I mean, this was like stuff out of my head, but I wasn't like, you're not putting it together. I just bought stuff just to keep them busy. So I think it's so simple, right? Little kids to me are way more simpler than older ones, like mid-age. 
you know yeah you mean like the 10 yeah. and up yeah so like well not even the 10 and up. and up like you you got your I think up to like the age of five right oh, and then, okay. then yeah. they want to just like do a kit or something build a car with some popsicles mm. or something I don't know something yeah. like that but little kids they you can just get a milk carton and have them draw on it or so you know just you little things. Yeah. my daughter a box and she will take that box apart and make something beautiful out of it mm-hmm. yes we have plenty box cities around our house yeah box yeah they fight yeah. over my box now yeah you're like wait Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I like what you're saying, um, Tanya, because it, and it's a little bit kind of like, all right, Patricia, for myself, I'm going to speak for myself. It, it really flips a switch for me. And I think I've said this before on a podcast. Uh, my husband and I used to do a lot of, uh, we, when we first started in personal development um, together, it was Jim Rohn, Jim Rohn, Jim Rohn, always listening to Jim Rohn. And he would always say, easy to do, easy not to do. And as I was listening to you, that kept rolling around in my head. It's easy to do. It's easy not to do. Because I think that for myself, I can get wrapped up in, oh, so busy, so busy, so busy. And I just don't know if I can sit down and, and create a plan. But I mean, it's easy to do. And it's easy not to do. And I don't have to start, like, I don't have to sit down and create two months worth of activities. I can just start with one day or two days, you know, or like 30 minutes. So, um, yeah. So I, I appreciate you saying that. And I appreciate that, um, you know, you as a super busy mom, um, have shared that, you know, this is what I do and it works, you know, um, I think that's, there's a lot of, um, power in there in that. Um, I want to know what are your go-to activities for your kids? So, um, I think it depends. Like if we want to go out the thinkery, okay. So, you know, that we live in and that's the museum, that's a museum. And yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you're right. So we used to live in Denver, Colorado, and there's the Children's Museum there, which is has a similar concept to the Thinkery, right? So I had the Thinkery member, I mean, the Denver Children's Museum membership and another membership. And then once I got here, I got the Thinkery membership because there are just more museums and stuff in Denver. I don't know why, but the whole point is I needed something where I could take my kids somewhere. They could have fun, parking free. I can bring my lunch. Like it could be three, four hours and just let them be, you know, just let them have some fun. Of course, me watching, but just let them be a kid. So my outside activities, most times the thinkery or the park. Um, indoors, we have invested in so many board games. It's unreal. Between Target and Five Below, we probably have at least 10 or more games plus um, some Uno cards. And um, we always enjoy that type of family time, whether it's the four of us or the three of us. Sometimes my husband might be like, I just need 20 minutes. (laughs) Okay, well then go get the board game. That keeps them occupied, having fun. I don't have to peel them away from the TV. Um, You know, so we kind of do a mixture of those things. If you ever have the time, um, go and check out Half Price Books. 
we get so many board games from there because like I say my older son he is my I have to have my hands on and we bought this really cool card set where we made uh boats and stuff and that took us like two hours and um if you ever have a chance check that out and the goodwill bookstore I don't know where you live in um in um Austin but it is in North Austin on um, like off of McNeil and Palmer. Mm-hmm. You can find great uh, stuff there. Like I'm always looking for stuff because like I said, I'm home with them all the time, but um, you can find great things there. That's just very inexpensive. And if you, it doesn't have all the pieces, we just make up something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand. Um, yeah. And I got to say, one thing, you know, Latanya and I, we've been friends for a while. Uh, So this just is one of the perks is following her on Instagram. And I always really enjoy seeing pictures of your kids in the bookstores. I don't know why, but I'm just like, "Ah, I need to take my kids to the bookstore. It just, it just reminds me. I need, we need to go to the bookstore. Um, But yeah, I, I always love I love seeing pictures of your kids. They have crafts at the bookstore too, um, yeah. Tanya. You, they have some that are just out on their little areas. Uh, Barnes and Nobles, my kid loves to go there too. So I don't, you know, I'm always telling people like, look, go, go there. You could just, you can go read a good book and watch them uh, yes. do something on the, with their, um, you know, hands or whatever. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. That was um, one other thing that we were talking about books. I've always uh, taken my kids to the public library um, from being in Denver to being here in Austin. So once COVID hit and we couldn't go, my kids were begging to go Um, just because that was like one of the places, you know, in addition to Children's Museum that I could take them because the library has changed so much. There's so many free programs, you know, there that they have. Um, and so my son learned how to play chess at the library. <laughs> um, so yeah, with COVID, mm-hmm. all that has changed, but that was a frequent place we would visit too. That's the true. library you, in Denver or in, in uh, I said California, in Texas? What do you mean? The, Did he learn how to play chess here or in Col- Colorado? In Austin. Um, so oh. at the, uh, central, the central location, they were offering chess classes where it started five and up. Nice. And so um, some teenager who probably was trying to get in community service hours or something <laughs> was the teacher. And so he kind of got, you know, a couple lessons there. And then my husband knows how to play chess, know how to play chess. So he kind of took that and just extended it. So now Cedric fully knows how to play chess. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, awesome. The one in Cedar Park has one, too. Every Sunday at 1.30, they used to have one. And um, my uh, my oldest son again. I go back to him because he's the he's one of the ones. Like I said, my seven year old. Mm-mm. But um, we have so many. We have like five checkerboards. We have a giant checker set, and um, we have one of those which is really cool. It tells you how to play chess with the arrows and all these things on it, oh. which we found at the bookstore. And oh. um, um, I, I thought maybe you were going to say you were at the Cedar Park when I was like, maybe we would have seen, we saw you there. Um, that's really good though. And it's not, and it was inexpensive, right? The one at the, or was it free? It was free, right? 
It was completely free. If it's yeah. free, it's for me. Mm. <laughs> free body Say that. Moms love to hear that. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes the free the free stuff is just like it's almost as good as a paid stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. So. Completely, completely agree. You just have to keep your ears to the ground and, and be on the lookout for stuff. But well, this has been this has been really um, valuable to me, and it's been I, I gotta say it's it's convicted me in a lot of ways because I'm just like you know what you can do this you just need to sit down and do it it's easy to do so um, yeah so thank you so much for for sharing that that information and I like your your um, village mentality Tanya I appreciate the text of hey have you tried this hey this is happening so please keep it coming. I, I'm all for that. I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. Well, so um, did, Latanya, did you have anything else that you wanted to ask? Because if not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on. Well, I well, no, I didn't. I I was gonna tell you, um, Patricia. Um, like I said, I'm not the most, um, you know whatever you want to call it with your hands, but I'm really good at finding things that they can do. Uh, yeah, I can do it with them, but that's just, it's just, not, if it's not for, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Sometimes we can have a desire to go into a pocket and that pocket is just, that's, that's not where you go, but you have other great qualities yeah. that I would like to steal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, I would love to, a girl, listen, we would, we would be here all day. I was like, can I steal this, Patricia? Can I steal this? I'm talking about, like, take it away. Take your superpower, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think that's why it's so great to, to live in community and have people around you that, that um, add to who you are. Um, because, you know, we don't have to do it all. We don't, we don't have to you know, sometimes we think we have to, but it's good to have people around us that know those things so that we can, um, you know, share, share that yeah. with the group. Yeah. That's what, that's what the village or the community, uh, thing of it is. Like, if you want to learn how to double Dutch, I got you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you, I, I know, a, I know someone named Tanya that knows how to do this, mm. you know, that's, I think that's what the greatness in and being in a mom community or just knowing people that have those strengths because it takes a lot of pressure on off of us. We already everything, right? Right. So we don't need to be something that, you know, that's just pushing it. Extra. <laughs> We're everything. We don't need to be extra. <laughs> no, we don't need to be extra. Well, Tanya, no. listen, listen, let's play a game real quick. Just okay. real quick. You got me? Yes. I, all right. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. And the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. You ready? Mm -hmm. I got you. The first one is, what's the best child repellent? <laughs> I always uh, laugh. This is a you cool like child repellent. Vegetables. <laughs> oh, two for vegetables. Yeah, two people said vegetables. Hey. Oh my gosh. Uh, what's your, what is your best weird parenting moment best weird parenting moment, <laughs> best weird parenting moment. 
trying to uh, embarrass my kids. Right. Oh, Dancing wow. or singing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which one would you prefer, service or sacrifice? Service. Yeah. <laughs> that one's four for four. People like this service. Mm -hmm. People look at you weird when you blank in the grocery store. When you do what in the grocery store? When I dance. When the music is good, I will bust out a moves. Ooh, ding, ding. That's two for dance. <laughs> Me too, girl. I be getting down. I be getting down. <laughs> What's too. your favorite love song? Any genre? Uh, you Are My Friend by Patti LaBelle. Beautiful song. Okay. Um, beach or mountains? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> I'll go with the beach. Beach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Never have you ever. Never have I ever. Um, never have I ever. I would say maybe been disrespectful to my parents. Oh, that's like the first thing. You just got a little because nice. I was very okay. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. <laughs> and your last question is, what's your go-to happy dance? My go-to happy dance? Um, that's interesting <laughs> because I'm always singing and I'm, I make up songs out of anything and my son is like, mom, stop, stop, stop. You know, and I'm always dancing around the house. Um, I don't know. I just make up a little combination. I don't really have just one. Oh boy, you hitting them with the combo. Like you're yeah. gonna, you gonna do the aerial, the prep, right? The Carlton <laughs> and the shoot. I do those. I'm you know always trying to make my kids laugh and stuff. And they're like, Mom, stop. And it's just so funny for me. Uh-huh. That's good. Enjoy. I like it. Enjoy life and enjoy love with your kids. That's awesome. Well, that's sure. the end of the little little quick fire questions. Thank you for playing. <laughs> I'm always on edge. I want you to do a quick fire with me one day, Latanya. <laughs> okay, I'll get some new ones. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. Cause I'm like, I, I still don't know how I'd answer that. But before before we go, uh Tanya, is there anything that you guys are working on right now that you would like to share with our community? Yes. So um, I'm so sorry. My daughter is trying to get her plug in. So please forgive me. <laughs> hey, this is the Black Mom Diaries. It, it, it is what it is. So Have good. you heard any of the first shows? <laughs> <laughs> we are moms first. Yes. I'm trying uh -huh. to tell her to get back. But at the same time, she just wants to be a part, you know, so. Anyway. She's welcome. She's welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so um, my husband and I are working on this um, reading contest with the nonprofit called The Man and Me. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. For those who haven't, it's a local nonprofit in Austin, Texas, where the mission is to empower men to be uh, better fathers, you know, are great fathers to their children. So anyway, um, the reading contest is from August 1st to August 31st. Um, both the dad and the child will be receive prizes. They'll be incentivized. So the top three winners in K through second and in third through fifth, plus the dad who is, you know, the father of those children uh, or the child. And so anyway, I mean, for me, literacy is just so important. 
Um, I, I, okay, real quick. My son, when he was one, I joined this thousand books before kindergarten program and I didn't get to a thousand. I got to like seven something. And so um, I'm just very passionate about literacy for kids. And with my daughter, she's benefited because when I read to him, she's right there. So by default, <laughs> she gets all the books in too. But anyway, um, that's just trying to hopefully paint a picture of why I'm passionate about literacy. And so the top three winners will receive prizes. And we have gift cards to Outback Steakhouse, gift cards to Target, mm -hmm. um, gift cards to uh, Mount Claymore and the Typhoon Water Park. So we have lots of incentives. And I think that August will be great because kids are going back to school. So to kind of get them back into the mode of reading. And um, when your child reads at least 20 minutes a night, you both are moms, you've probably heard the spill. They do better on standardized test exams. They have a better vocabulary, better reading fluency, better reading comprehension. So it all pays off. And um, it doesn't have to be a book. It could be the newspaper. It could be a comic book. It could be um, a recipe. Um, it could be the menu when you're going out to eat, whether it be McDonald's or Olive Garden. Like literacy is everywhere, you know? So um, just taking the time to spend time to read and have them read to you is uh, it's very powerful and beneficial. So that's all. <laughs> yeah, and I think that, and I did see, I saw the incentives and they're pretty sweet. But I will say that I think, you know, the more you read, you can do anything, you know, you can, I, there's, um, somebody said, if you want to keep people blind, and I'm doing air quotes, put something in a book. Um, so, you know, you can learn how to start your own business. And I know, you know, we live in the digital age, so everything's on YouTube, but you can learn how to braid hair, you can learn how to sew. Um, and it just, I think it just helps with anything. So um, whether your kid's path is to go to college after they graduate from high school or to start their own business or to travel the world, um, reading is so beneficial for any of those scenarios that you or any of those journeys that your kid might follow. So I, I thank you for sharing that. And I wanna ask, are you, do you have any plans of um, extending this type of program um, and creating something that's a little bit more standard? And for moms, you know, yes. uh, do you have any plans of that? Yes, yeah, so we wanted to see how, um, how much participation we would get. And if we got a lot of participation, we would continue on. Um, but whether we get a lot of participation or not, I just want to encourage um, all the moms listening to, to just join in. You can create your own um, incentives, you know, um, and it doesn't have to be anything big. It could be a, a popsicle, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Um, but just always remember, we're raising the future doctors and scientists and lawyers, you know, and um, presidents even. And so with that in mind, like, pouring into them in this way will, you know, just help them in their future, just benefit them. And so um, I dream big for my kids and just encourage moms to dream big for your kids. Um, and I want them to be, you see, she's, <laughs> oh my goodness, just to be better than me to, you know, to, to do better, be better. And I'm always trying to push that. And so um, I just want to encourage moms out there to do that and if we extend it hopefully we get good participation I'm hoping for 100 kids or more um so 
if we continue it, I'm sure there'll be a flyer of so, but hopefully if not, that this is a jump start, right? You can jump start here and then you can continue it at home. That's or, an awesome program. That's that's an awesome. Oh, go ahead. I didn't mean I to was, cut you guys off. Or we can get a, um, a mom's group going, right? And then like do story time or something. I'm just saying, throwing it out there. <laughs> well, Latanya's son uh, does an excellent story time. He's he's great. And I will say, I'm just going to say this right now. One of my fondest memories of my dad is him reading to me. And so for me, I started reading to my kids when I got a, a couple of books when I was uh, pregnant with my son and I just never stopped. And, you know, days can be long. And for me, when I put my kids in bed, I'm like, whew, we made it another day. But if they ask me to read to them, I will take those extra 10, 15 minutes and grab a couple books and read to them because I just, I mean, I had so much fun with my dad growing up. He was something else. But what, like I said, one of my fondest memories was when he would read to me and my sister. So reading is important. Well, it, that, it really that is. And you know, that's my <laughs> philosophy. Yeah, that, that's my philosophy with, you know, homeschooling. Um, I only focus on reading and comprehension. Because if you can read and comprehend, you can learn anything. Yes. I don't care what it is. You can learn yeah. math. You can learn physics. You can pick oh, up okay. anything. And then I think, you know, me being in a program when I was younger, I love books. I buy, if you, Amazon boxes are books for me. I ordered three books this week. And I told my husband, I want this one. And this book is like a hundred bucks. He's like, what are you going to do with this? <laughs> I was like, listen, you don't understand, you know, <laughs> And that's why you always see us in bookstores because that's me too. I'm, I love, love, love knowledge. Yeah. And um, I was taught that you can comprehend because that's what was taken away, the comprehension aspect and reading. So um, you can do anything, make deals, anything. True, so true. <laughs> but we'll talk after this thing. I wanna, I, I wanna talk to you about something, Tanya. Sounds good to me. Well, thank you so much for, again, being on our show, coming into the, the Black Mom Diaries virtual space. We just so appreciate you taking the time to, to be with us today. And I just want to say to our audience, thank you all so much for listening to us on today. We know that you could be anywhere doing anything, but you chose to spend this time with us. So if you want to connect with us online, feel free to find us at Black Mom Diaries on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, email us at blackmomdiaries at gmail.com. And you know, when you're listening on the podcast, if you like what you hear, feel free to like, share, and subscribe. And please leave us some feedback because we, we want to mm -hmm. hear your feedback. Right, Latanya? Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. And also, if you're interested in just, you know, wanting to talk to us on the podcast, we are, uh, we're open, you know, send us yeah. what's up. You know, we love to have new um, relationships um, on the podcast. And, and it's all about helping each other as moms and whatever we're doing. Absolutely. And there's so many interesting people out there 
just waiting yeah. to share their story. And I just love hearing people's stories. So yep. even if it's like someone else, it doesn't matter. It's it's so much um it's so much value in just the testimony of where you came from or and mm-hmm. how you came to this. Even if someone's doing the same thing you're doing, your stories can't, it's not the same because that story was meant for your path. So reach right. out to us. Let, you know, just send us a little short email that says, look, this is what's going on and this is what I have to contribute and, and, and we'll, we'll link up with you. For sure. And also, I just want to say on that note, um, you can have the same story as Sally and Sally can reach some people, but maybe, you know, somebody else will be will will be struck by your story so it doesn't matter so like Latanya said reach out to us we want to hear from you we would love to connect with our listeners uh but you know until until next show I am Patricia and I am Latanya and thank you for listening to Black Mom Diaries Diaries (laughs) thanks so much for spending this episode with us And if you like what you heard, feel free to like, share, and subscribe. And of course, be sure to join us on the next episode of the Black Mom Diaries.